You are now tuned into the DFPN, the Datfilling Podcast Network. Welcome to the Smoke Pit. It's Friday night, come and take a load off. Come sit in the Smoke Pit, it's time for us to show off. It's been a long week, come relaxing, get some lapsing, and let's talk about these brackets. And while we at it, tell me whose man's is this? Cause I got questions, I'm hoping you can answer it. Get ready, cause you know we gon' talk a lot of shit. It's Mac and Mac, welcome to the Smoke Pit. What up, what up, what up, everybody? Uh, what up? It's a Thursday. I know y'all were expecting us on Friday, but some things are coming up, so uh, I'm going to be out of pocket come Friday night. Uh, so we decided to come at y'all Thursday and uh, give y'all a show. We didn't want y'all to go two weeks without something. So uh, here we is, Mac and Mac. Y'all know how it go. And um, episode 52 of The Smoke Pit coming live on a Thursday. Um Appreciate whoever tuning in, whoever takes the time out to watch us. Uh, but tonight, yep. um, we, we're going to start this off a little bit uh, on a serious note. There's a lot of things going on. Uh, one particularly um, that that uh, we posted something in the chat about or in the group on Facebook. And we got some comments. Uh, a lot of people expressing their feelings about it. But we'll get into that in a bit. But first, let's get... Uh, the sponsors out the way shout out to the the og3 sponsors plug earbuds at get the plugs.com audio swim audio swim.com and premier elements uae um the band camp still going strong my man mark socks putting music out every monday we got uh east smitty clint taylor doing their itis thing they're dropping some singles on there keeping out for max debut album that'll be coming out on there as well so Check the band camp out, datfilling.bandcamp.com. Sign up for as low as three bucks. You'll also get some uh, subscribers, exclusive joints on there as well. Uh, obviously, we got the Patreon. Uh, that uh, Shout out to those who are supporting us at the Patreon. We're like 27, 28 members strong. Uh, different yep. tiers, $3, $10, different perks. So uh, feel free to jump in there. We got ad-free podcasts, bonus content, a lot of stuff on the way coming. So patreon.com slash podcast. And of course, we got merch available at Teespring. Uh, the link is right there, datfillin-podcast.creator-spring.com. Or you can just go to teespring.com and search Podcast, and our store will pop up for you. Uh, now that we got that out the way, me and Mac both been having long weeks trying to build up the energy, but obviously this first topic um, is something that uh, is, is serious, near and dear uh, to both of us. Uh, Mac, uh, black as a vet, who was deployed in support of a. Uh, Operation Enduring Freedom over in Afghanistan. Uh, myself, who has yep. deployed uh, both for OIF and OEF. Um, and then we have a lot of vets in the group, a lot of active duty members in the group um, who have served, supported. Uh, and, and unfortunately, uh, some of us have lost people uh, who went over there to support that, that operation as well. So uh, we want to start this off. 
first of all, for, for those uh, who we lost in, in this 20-year uh, campaign that we've had over there, um, let us go ahead and um, have a moment of silence for them real quick. And then mm -hmm. we'll have our shot in honor of those who we lost. And then, uh, then we'll get into it, man. How's that sound? Sounds wonderful, bro. Let's do it. All right. So everybody just join us real quick. Moment of silence. And uh, here's a shot for those we lost and uh, those who are missing. Uh, hopefully you come back soon. And for those who have lost somebody, uh, hopefully you, you get some kind of peace. Uh, if not now, then, then somewhere later down the road. Here's to you guys. All right. Um, so like we said, uh, I shared a post in the group. Um, everybody was sharing their opinions. Uh, I, I sent an initial post kind of targeted towards those who served or deployed in support of this uh of this campaign and we got some responses back uh it got heated a little bit uh people kind of disagreeing with uh different points of view and different opinions on what's going on um off the bat i just want to say everybody's entitled to their opinion slash mm -hmm. their feelings on this matter because it affects everybody differently it's not going to be a standard um, agreement on how to react or how to respond or how to feel to what's happening over there. Um, so I would just say in the group and, and tonight, if you're tuning in and you want to leave comments or if you want to join the show and just, you know, share your thoughts real quick, we're, we'll be glad to have you on so you can talk about it, share your feelings. Yep. Um, but I will say treat everybody's opinion with respect. Everybody is feeling some kind of way about this a different way. So we don't want to turn this into a one-sided, uh, a heated debate, us calling people out, such, so forth and so on. I want to kind of make this a thing to where people can come and, and get some things off their chest and talk to like-minded people. So hopefully uh, that's, yep. how this, that's how this will go tonight. Uh, so if you want to join, just uh, let us know in the comments. We'll send you the, uh, the link so you can jump in here and, uh, you know, give, give your thoughts on what's going on. Shout out to Timothy Gordon tuned in, man. Salute and uh, highest of respect. Um, same to you, man. I know you served in the Army, man. Um, I appreciate everything you've done. Uh, served honorably, got out. Um, hope everything's going well with you. I know you got surgery coming up, man. So uh, keep yourself safe, and uh, we'll we'll check in with you later, man. Uh, Tim is a good dude, man. He, he helps us out. Uh, actually, we are helping them out over on Saturday Night Nerds. Great podcast. If you haven't checked it out, please do that. Join the group. All that stuff. So um, I'm going to open the floor to you. I've been talking for a minute, man. So uh, just what what are your your feelings once you saw what was going on? And, and obviously, you've seen the videos on the news. Uh, I mean, it's it's some it's some really really shocking videos and 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 graphic <clears throat> clips that we've seen the first few days of this um what how are you feeling about it and and what are your thoughts man be 
having served and supported that in, in deploying over there, man? Um, so be, being being a part of that mission, um, it, it's it's really it's really something it's really something it, it stirs up something in me, right? So as someone that has supported that mission and, and contributed to that mission, um, it, it, it makes you feel like, and I'm just speaking, I'm just speaking as, as a vet, right? It makes you feel like all the work that you did there was, was kind of wasted. You know what I mean? Like there was a lot of shitty days spent in that area of the world for a lot of people. Um, and and I I wanna I wanna address that first. So for anybody who feels like that, um, like I'm sorry for it. You know what I mean? Like, cause nobody was gonna say that shit. Like we we've lost people. Um, some people didn't come home, or if they did come home, they didn't come home the same way they left. You know what I mean? And and that's that's across the board. Um, it, it makes you feel it's it's kind of like it's kind of like a slap in the face. Um, if you've supported that mission, it, it feels like it's a slap in the face, and only the people, only the people that that have gone there and have have lost people would know what that shit feels like. That's just like, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you go, if you go, if you go somewhere and like you lose somebody and you come back and you just they're like, fuck it, we're just gonna take everybody out, and then like the the reason you went over there. It is it's taking over the whole country. You know what I mean? Like, that's why the fuck we went over there. You know what I mean? Because they told us, hey, you're going to fight these people. These people are very bad people. Uh, you're the good guys. So you need to go fight. Um, so as a veteran, I can very much see it as a slap in the face, especially if you deployed there. Um, it, it can feel like a slap in the face. And then reluctantly i look at it i look at it from a different standpoint which i try i try to look at all things from two different sides right on the other side of this coin last year a peace deal was signed with the taliban right so there was a peace deal signed the taliban has now taken over afghanistan and you have a peace agreement between the united states and the taliban who's taken over Afghanistan. You know what I mean? Like at that moment, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, well, what the fuck do you do? You have a peace deal with these guys. You know what I mean? So you, you can't really, you can't really break that peace deal unless we just going to go back to war. And that just, de that defeats the whole fucking purpose of everything. You know what I mean? Like, what do you do in this standpoint? And my answer is, I don't know. I, I really don't know. You know what I mean? So it trying to understand it, it it's mind boggling. It's mind boggling. And seeing the carnage that that is taking place in the in the immediate days, like when they took over Kabul, like seeing people clinging to a US C-17, clinging to that bitch for their life, and some people falling from thousands of feet in the air because they they just can't hold on anymore you know what i mean like that's sad it's incredibly sad like it's disheartening you know what i mean it, it's really disheartening because 
now it, it it and i hate to say it and i i don't know how to say this shit and not sound like i'm being unpatriotic like we're fucked up for that shit you know what i mean like we're, we're really fucked up for that shit but um we did we did train we did train afghanistan to to fight and defend their own and and they're not doing it you know what i mean so like the whole the whole shit is just it's, it's mind-boggling bro it's like it's it's crazy it's it's a crazy thing to see and what do you do like are we gonna go back over there and and fight for them the president has already said no because they don't want to fight for it themselves so what do you do do you just let the whole shit burn and at this point the answer is yes you you probably have to let the shit burn because you've trained the whole country to run in a in a democratic way um not democratic party but like democracy you want to you taught them democracy you taught them the to vote and the the shit it just went down the drain all of it really is it's it's disheartening you know i hate to say it like that but it is um before i go uh shout out to cj for tuning in he asked a question uh i'll, I'll let you answer do you feel mm -hmm. like you may have been sent there for the wrong reason in the first place and he follows that up with he's just coming from a place of trying to gain understanding of everything from your perspective um do i feel like we were sent there for the wrong reasons in the first place um well i can i can say i can say now i can say now probably not but everybody everybody in the military is is conditioned to if you're given an order you follow that shit, bro you follow it um you're fighting for your country that's what you're doing in that moment now how i felt then how i felt then is i'm following the order i i don't i can't care too much on what the fuck else is going on you know what i mean i can't i can't put that type of energy there I just have to do my job and do it to the best of my ability. You know what I mean? And and maybe maybe now looking at it, I can say I can say were we sent there for the wrong reasons? Probably probably not. The reason I say probably not is because September 11th happened. They got the intel that somebody in Afghanistan was 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 behind this shit. We need to eradicate it. At that time, maybe it was the right reason. Now, if you if you look at where they killed the person supposedly behind the whole shit, I think we might have been in the wrong country. We should have been over in Pakistan. You know what I mean? Like we should have been we should have been fighting that because that's where they're harboring it. Um, I don't know. That the answer to that is i'm following the order that, that's what i'm doing i'm doing my job i'm doing it to the best of my ability you could say we went anywhere in the world and it might have been the wrong call but the people there was just following the orders you know what i mean like so how you felt how you feel about it is how you feel about it ultimately yeah um 
I'm hurt. Um, I I felt, and <coughs> it sounds bad, but in essence, it's the truth. When um, we were so-called done in Iraq, and we left out of Iraq, and things did what they did in Iraq, I felt some kind of way because I, I lost... During the deployment, we lost a member of, of the squadron, uh, Griff, uh, Patrick Griffin, Sir Patrick Griffin. Um, we lost him on the convoy up to Baghdad. And I, I, too, was like you. I was first deployment, A1C, been in for about a year and a half. And, and I'm over there giving it my all, man, giving it my all, thinking that what we were doing was just, was right. Uh, I felt right. like we were over there actually freeing a country uh from from a dictator and giving yep. that country an opportunity to to grow and and become great be led by its people decisions made by its people as a whole instead of one person um and then to see it not i mean even after we we captured saddam because we caught him while our unit was over there so i'm thinking like boom right. you know we beat the game now it's just all let's go home now it's all yeah let's go them get there on their feet and we can bounce and that wasn't the case um same thing in in afghanistan our reason for going over there um was to find bin laden the dude behind the 9-11 attacks which in a few weeks will be uh, remembering the the, the attacks years, from 20 bro. years ago and everything you said was I like totally 100% true two decades of training sharing uh, tactics equipping defending all of that stuff like all the work we put in to get this country ready to defend itself and the way we pulled out i i it was it's hard for me to say in this position because where i'm at i i'm not there to make these kind of decisions right but i understand after 20 years we keep sending people over the amount of people we send over is not equivalent to the amount of people we bring back. It's, yep. a, it's a deficit every time we send lives over there. Some of them don't come back. And I understand you raise your right hand, you join, uh, you give away some of your rights to protect the rights of others. Yep. So, I mean... The, the whole, well, that's what they signed up for. I don't see a whole lot of people saying that, which I appreciate because that would be some, some really foul stuff to say at this time. Yeah, it would. But you, you have to look at it like 20 years, over 3,000 service members, <laughs> deceased, missing. Like, at, you, you have to bring us back. Because you know it's just going to continue to be, we go over there, people will pass away, we come back. Like you said, some people come back, they see things that change them. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, I saw that when we got back from Iraq, a few of the members we deployed with had to get out. Mental health, there's some things that they've seen that they cannot recover from. So, I agree with pulling everybody out. The exit strategy we had, if you want to call it a strategy, probably not the best. But again, that's not where I'm at. Uh, But I can empathize with those that say it was all for nothing. And if you really look at the history of us as America trying to be world police, trying to... Trying to... In a sense, it looks like we go over there and we're just like trying to instill the American ideal, idealisms in countries that really probably don't want the idealisms. Because if they did, I think they would fight a little bit harder for them. Um, I think Afghanistan was probably thinking we ain't going nowhere for a while. So their military was kind of laid back like the U.S. has it. Um, Almost like in Korea, like we go over there and help them out. And you've been over in Korea and you know, you know that military ain't ready to handle anything by itself. I mean, every time I go there, I mean, they're, they're a little bit better, but... You look up to the north, North Korea is breeding soldiers, warriors, people who are indoctrinated with we're a right US bad and they willing to do what it takes to get that to, to win. Um, <coughs> Vietnam, we tried to go over there and, and, and throw democracy there. We left, what happened? You know, Vietnam's like, nah, bro, we got this. North Vietnam came and did their thing. Now it's what it is. I mean, it's not as bad as it was, but it it was a total L. Um, you look yeah. at World War Two. Yeah, we won, but I mean, it, it. I think the peace is only really there because we got bases. Like the fact that the United States is the only country who have military presence in other countries. Other countries, yeah. It's saying something, you know, and it's like, oh, we're just postured to respond to different things. It's like, it's kind of like we, we throw in fear, like, don't try nothing because we here, you know? And I right. think that, in a sense, has weakened the military posture of a lot of countries because they're like, oh, the U.S. is here, you know? I know NATO's a whole thing, but if we're going to be honest... Like, we're footing the bill for a lot of that stuff. Like, when you look at oh, yeah. the personnel yeah. and OIF, OEF, we're in the hundreds of thousands of people there. Other countries will send hundreds. You know, it's like we are footing the bill for a lot of this stuff. Um, and, it, and it's a sad thing. And, like, as I sit back, this is just Willie talking. Uh, I, I feel America should probably tend to mind its business more i get it we got attacked we found those who attacked us we eliminated the people who were responsible for said attacks and then we should just come back and be like bam all right let's let's do better so that this won't happen again let's increase security at airports let's do all this other stuff to ensure that this cannot happen again and i think that's where we should have left it off at but um Yep, I'm gonna I go, agree. I'm going to go ahead and 
I'm going to send, because uh, Tim said he wants to get in, so I'm going to try and get him the link. But uh, if you want to okay. scroll up and look at some of these comments that I know they were populating in here, I wasn't really paying attention. Yep. Kind of talk to him for a bit. Yep. So CJ Reed says, in reality, there are some things that are America way that are pretty fucked up, too. And you got a point there. Um, speaking of, speaking to the whole... Speak, to the whole mind mind its own business thing like like we're we're out there and we're policing the world and right now we're not even policing ourselves because we got some pretty fucked up shit going on here too you know what i mean so uh maybe we should maybe we should govern ourselves a little bit better um shantae young says truth is lives lost blood shit mental and physical scars my family was affected plenty of people made money from it all uh this is our generation's vietnam except we get mental and financial support nation building and occupation is not what we signed up for uh tim said it's always good to, always easy to coach results what else we got Francisco DC, what up, Frank? Uh, all intel points to Saudi Arabia as a real country behind 9-11 attacks. I don't know if that's really been confirmed, but I know for a while they were stand, saying that. We won World War II, but immediately went to a Cold War, um, which may or may not still be happening to this day. Uh, when Iraq started in 2003, I knew it was turned. It was going to turn into another Vietnam. Um, and that—that's the thing. That's the thing, right? So we we can we can always compare. We can always compare like what we're going through to something else, right? So yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people, lives lost. Um, and we're talking about 20 years of this shit, bro. Like 20 years of of being in that country and a lot of people a lot of people aren't the same like ptsd is at a is at a at a high right now um and it sucks man it really sucks so for again for those for those who who lost people and and didn't come back the same uh mentally uh, my heart goes out to y'all you know what i mean like I know, I know for me personally, for me personally, when I found out that they had, uh, the U.S. had left Kabul and they just left, you know what I mean? Like no announcement, no nothing. They just, they just left. I was like, this is not going to be good. Like that day I was like, this is not going to be good. And I was pretty much waiting for, for what eventually happened, bro. Like, like this is not going to end well at all. Cause they just the bases are empty. No one's occupying it. Like there's few U.S. presence there. Um, and that day I was just like, "This is this is gonna be this is really bad. This is really fucking bad." Cause no Afghan presence at those bases when they could have been occupying them, right? And there there should have been a handover, like. For everybody that's deployed, you know what a handover is. There should have been a handover to that country. Like, 
here, y'all take it. Y'all got the reins. We we supported y'all. Y'all know how to run the mission. Like at least at least a year in advance. Like give them a year to set up, run it the way they, and then you just gradually reduce your presence. But in in that sense, I felt like I felt like that day. I was just like, this shit's fucked, bro. It's it's all the way fucked. And what I thought happened happened. Taliban came right in that shit. Um, I posted the link in the uh, the comments uh, to join the stream. Uh, so if you want to join, feel free to click that link. Uh, like I said, we'll let you in. Um, you know, give you a couple minutes, share your thoughts. But um, uh, Brian brings up a good point. I think the toughest part about that is there wasn't a organized military that we were going after. You know, you're just right fighting people who are upset that we are in the country. Um, when you're fighting people whose cause is a religious cause, you're never going to really win that war because that is their religious belief. You can't beat the faith and their, their beliefs out of them like that. Uh, they'll they'll retreat, they'll go into hiding, but that belief oh, that ain't going that, away. Exactly. That that's still going to be there. So when you're sitting there trying to and and Shantae said it perfectly, um, fighting in the ideolo- in ideology, you cannot win. You can't win that because it's always going to be there. Yeah. Um, I feel another reason why when it gets into situations where you are trying to fight a an organization rather than a, a military they as America I feel like we and probably a handful of other countries are the only ones who abide by the rules the Geneva Convention right. all of that right so it puts us nobody at a disadvantage. Else when we're fighting right. people, nobody we fight abides by that shit. Who who just completely disregard that? When you are sending women and children into crowded areas with bombs strapped to them, strapped on them, what can you do? What can you do? Uh, shout out to Goonie who's tuning in. Appreciate you, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, "I think I felt about every emotion a person can feel." We needed to get out. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, bring it up. Uh, we needed to get out, but after such a long occupation, it had to be handled delicately. I feel very strongly for the servicemen and women that tried their hardest in every aspect. Never forget that systematic rape of children was reported by service members, and it was immediately rebuked as culturally acceptable. Um, and I mean, it. That is that. That's the hardest part when you're fighting a. I forget, uh, man. I used to, I'm trying to remember, but when you're fighting a a a war that does not have, you know, clear targets like a beginning and an end, because every time you take out one leader, right. somebody is right there to come right back up and be like, "Hey, we continue in this fight." Um, they they were prepared to play the long game, which it sounds weird because 20 years you would think that's a pretty long 
game. But they were they're not uh, going yeah. nowhere. They're not going where that is their country. They look at it as, as holy ground. Their birthright to this country. And us invading, how they looked at it, is not going to uh it, it's it's not a they're not going to have it. You know? Uh we saw it in Iraq and for, unfortunately yep. that's the same thing that's happening over there, you know. Twenty years and i mean desert storm all of that stuff like we've been in iraq trying to change that culture didn't work tried it in afghanistan didn't work vietnam didn't work um it's just a a sad thing and like i said i understand people who are like what was it for like right some people uh and we got we got tim here i'll bring him up in a bit but we have people who say and i mean it they're not wrong looking at the good trying to find a silver lining hey there are some right. people who are able to get out during that time find refuge in other countries be able to live a better life all of that stuff and that's true um they there were some that benefited from what we did over there they were able to get out do some things have a better life um but my heart goes to those who the 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 young adults and the kids who were born while we were occupying who had this false mm -hmm. sense of everything is going to be okay and then now we just pull the rug out from under them you know they go from right hey things look like it can be better to all of a sudden now it's not oh, shit. now now this is happening again now yeah like goonie said uh you know the raping of women the mistreatment of women children um you know everything is just back to square one for them when they thought you know america the savior was gonna come through and save things but uh let me go ahead and bring uh uh Timothy Gordon on here, man. What's up, bro? How you doing, man? Hey, what's going on, man? I, I really appreciate y'all. Like, you know, this subject is a, a bit of a sore spot for me, especially being a veteran myself. Um, and not sore spot as far as politics, coaching results, you know, things of that sort. I feel like everybody's entitled to their opinions, right? In a sense. Mm -hmm. So, I, and I, I don't want to overstep my boundaries, uh, especially for this podcast and how it operates, you know. So, I definitely want to be respectful. Okay. Um, but the sore spot for me comes in from non vets, mm. where all these non veterans ha always have something to say. All these people who've never served a day in their life or even thought about it, or maybe the people who have thought about it but couldn't, whatever your case may be, uh, all these opinions surrounding these situations are only from your, your, your couch in front of your television, you, you know, yeah. um, even myself, um, having served, uh, I didn't get deployed. You know, I wasn't actually deployed, uh, particularly, but I did serve. So I do know 
uh, the lifestyle. I do know what orders look like. I do yeah. know what it what it would have taken if I got deployed. You, you know, right. there's preparation for things like that. I mean, like uh, the actual company I was uh, assigned to was prepared, constantly preparing to get deployed, but there's always a reason why we couldn't. Um, but at any rate, um, my whole thing is this. When veterans post, when veterans talk about how they feel about the situation, regardless of whether it aligns with your views or not, if you're not a veteran, you have no right to speak. Um, I understand. Everybody that. is entitled to, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinions, you know, but it doesn't mean it's valid. Right. Uh, until you can live the life that veterans have lived, whether you've been deployed or not, whether you've had tragic losses or not, whether it, it doesn't, either way, it doesn't matter. It's a different lifestyle when you're in the military. So to try to speak on issues containing, uh, you know, weight such as this is a whole different it's a, it's a whole different conversation it's a whole different ballpark so when you get veterans together and they start speaking about it in their opinions at least everyone's opinion can be heard and respected right right you know at the end of the day it doesn't matter what side you're on like like all three of us could all disagree on different points but we all we will all hold each other very respectfully right. because we understand that life we, we know that life we know what it's take what it takes to be prepared for that life in a sense you know not all of us have gone through that you know those particular situations and circumstances but we understand what it could have been you right. know so for people to have an opinion especially on a post especially those who are not veterans and could not, and who, who who've never ever served in a day in their life it really 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 bothers me you know um i'd say hey man look for those who are not veterans like if you really have an issue you need to talk to your congressman you need to talk to your you know your governor your senators <laughs> whoever it is you need to sign petitions right. to you know make it before the supreme court if you don't like these decisions like talk to the person in, in in you know in charge the person who's giving out all the orders that come down you know because right. as service members we don't have a choice once exactly get drawn up that's it it doesn't matter yeah. what the end result is it doesn't matter what what's quote unquote accomplished or not accomplished it doesn't matter we have a job to do and we have to do that job and that's period and that's whether we respect our you know superiors or not it doesn't matter at the end of the day, exactly. we have a job to do. We have something. We have a mission to accomplish. Um, you, you know, I can't particularly speak on the Air Force. Of course, everybody, you, you know, have been in their own respective branches. We all jump on each other constantly. <laughs> uh, but something I know about the the Army specifically is that, you know, they always put the mission first before the person. They'll put the mission way before a person. People don't matter because people are numbers. The mission is all that matters. So when we talk about 
hey, we were over there to, you know what I'm saying? Somebody attacked US oil and we was over there to try to find homie and we found homie and we did what we did. We should have just jetted. Either way, it doesn't matter. Like, at least according to veterans, according to people who are actually service members, because it don't matter what what the end result was. What does my order say? Well, that's mm-hmm. what I got to execute. You know what I'm saying? And that's the only sore spot. I get it. Everybody will have an opinion about the end result. What's been happening is a tragedy. I can't imagine. I mean, like, I, I can't fathom a person so desperate that they would try to cling onto a military aircraft while it's taking off. That's absolute. That's wild to me. That's a that's that's more than desperate. Oh yeah, that's way that's more than desperate, and I, my heart goes out to all those people. Definitely, you know, one hundred percent. But that's my own opinion, right? You know, and I get people who feel for those guys, and I get people who think that America has the resources and can interject. But at the end of the day, we, we've interjected for twenty years. You know, we've done what we've had to do for twenty years. Don't talk to. Uh, at the end of the day, don't. If a veteran posts something and you disagree with it, just respectfully let them have their opinion. If you're a veteran and you disagree with it, at least you have. They'll they'll at least approach those people with, you know, a a mutual respect. And I say that only because, you know, there's no uh, balance. There's no scale of who's gone through worse and who's you know, been through what and, and, and what have you. A lot of the times, most people, most service members don't even want to talk about it. There's, you know, right. it's not something they want to relive. In a sense. So um, I, I just advise people, especially non-veterans, to at least, at minimum, take into account um, that... This isn't a uh, easy subject to literally just throw your opinions around uh, because you hear whatever it is you hear on the news, because you see whatever it is you see on the blogs or whatever, wherever it is you get your information from. Uh, know that a lot of these guys have been through a lot of things, and a lot of these guys believe because they have to. Mm-hmm. They have to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes for some service members, there is no other option but to believe in the orders that they're given. There's right. no other option. You, you, right. you know what I mean? Because if they don't believe in what's given to them, then what's, you know what I mean? I, I, don't, I don't have to explain to you guys. Uh, you know, you, you both know very well. That's my only source spot of this entire conversation, man. Um, I just don't like all the opinions just running around, especially from those who, I mean, not even especially, just from those who are not veterans. So I got a, we got I a question bring a weirdness about it. Uh, for you, Tim. Okay. Uh, CJ asked, um, he's, well, he says he's never personally served in the military, but like I, I know him and uh, his mom served, his dad served, brother served. Um, so he's asking how do people like him contribute to the conversation without upsetting veterans uh, like yourself? I mean, Contributing to a con- contributing to a conversation is one thing, um, but living in an experience is, is different. I know a lot of people will consider that anecdotal, you know, um, <laughs> but 
it's very interesting uh, because, like I, like I said, like I stated before, regardless, it doesn't matter what branch of service you served in. We all have a common ground. We all have a common ground. Mm-hmm. No matter how much we diss each other, in a sense, you, you know, it's all it's all love. Regardless, we all know we need each other, anyway. You know, in some way, form, or fashion, we all have a job to do. Um, but it's almost like. Well, I don't even want to get into that. At the end of the day, <laughs> the, the, the military is a different, yeah, it, it's a different structure. And until you've actually experienced that, regardless of, you know, who in your family was in the military, I'm not I'm not trying to disrespect or say that you can't contribute to the conversation. But yeah. something that I like that CJ was been, has been doing throughout this entire chat and throughout this entire podcast was that he's been asking questions to right. gain more understanding. Okay. Get understanding. Yeah. Yeah. That's different than just passing your own opinion off based off of the news, you know, articles and the blogs that you've read or whatever right. your homie said on his timeline that sounded good. Right. Right. You, you know, that's that's a lot that's totally different. Contributing to the conversation as a non veteran is a little I mean, I, I guess it, it can be a little different, but like I said, as a non-veteran, in my opinion, I feel like if you guys feel so strongly about your opinions and whatnot, gather all your non-veteran friends or veteran friends that agree with you, whichever the case may be. Write letters, write petitions. You know, get gain the attention of of your local leaders that can gain the attention of you know the higher ups. To you know, eventually hoping to get to the president. I don't know how that. I mean, I do know how it works, but you know. Uh, most people don't take that route because they don't think they'll be heard. But at the end yeah. of the day, take that route. You know, take that route. But don't just what I'm what I'm trying to say is like don't discredit a veteran's words, regardless of what your views are and regardless of what that veteran's views are. And that's only because you have no idea the perspective these guys have. I mean, we all have served, and there are a lot of veterans that have the complete opposite views. Of what we all have and trust me and believe me i will never never oppose those guys never right i just wouldn't i'm not gonna argue that i'm not gonna argue against it everybody i mean at, at this at this rate you know like i said before it's very easy to coach results we're here now and it's easy for people mm-hmm. to be like oh yeah well you know what i'm saying like we're we should have never left like all right like you know 20 years like you know what i'm saying how long did you stay with your mom and dad Right. <laughs> How long did it take you to learn? You know, you know, you, you, you see what I'm saying? I, I oh, well, well, this is a whole nation, though. This is different. Like, sure, you know, it is. But, bro, how are we supposed you, to expect you think about At the end it, of the day, if you think about it, when that war kicked mm-hmm. off, there were people who are serving in that war now who were not born. Not even born. Happened. Exactly. Not people even are, born. People are over there in <laughs> Afghanistan who were not born when 9 11 happened. So, People are telling them, yeah, this is why we're over here. These planes did this. Like, oh, man, you know, I, I saw that on History Channel, Discovery. You know, they didn't see it live. Yeah. That is how long we have been over there. And yeah. I here's here's where I'm at when it comes to to the non-veterans or, or the, the, the civilians who have not served. The ones that really get me going and upset. Um, is 
when it happened, America was just big. USA, USA. You're my brother. You're my brother. We're America. Yep. We can do this together. It was big. Go get them, guys. Go get them, guys. Energy right. from a lot of people who are not raising their right hand to go get them with us. You know, go get them, guys. Give them hell. Right. And let me mm. just throw this disclaimer out. I appreciate those who who thank us for our service. Who who you know, like I I, I like some of the perks of being uh, uh, discounts, all that stuff. But there comes a point where 10% discount at Foot Locker is not worth another deployment to a potential hostile zone. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I appreciate all the thank you for your services and stuff. But this real get behind America, go get them, go get them. I'm, I'm not a big fan of that, of everybody beating their chest, pressuring politicians to act and send people into harm's way because in my mind, I'm thinking they don't want to upset voters. They're looking at polls. America wants us to go get exactly. this guy. We should go get him because if we say no, they're going to be like, oh, y'all are weak. And then next reelection, somebody's going to be like, I know how to get these guys on my side. I'm going to send the military out there. We're going to war. The people making yep, the decision to send us in harm's way are not going into harm's way. So it's real easy. Exactly. I'm not saying, because I'm pretty exactly. sure it weighs on them to be like, bro, I'm about to send hundreds of thousands of people into harm's way. Like, I, I'm, I want Young my men heart and women. to believe. Yeah. Yeah that that is not an easy decision for those people to make but they make it and we come back <laughs> and the people who are not raising their hand to serve have something to say i felt that way when right colin kaepernick was kneeling they're like that's disrespectful to the men and women of the armed forces and as a man of the armed yep. forces i'm like let my man kneel that's his right People will be this, like, "This the type of shit I like fighting oh, this, for." Uh, this, uh, <laughs> you, know I mean? you know, they they like to speak on our behalves, like we don't have voices. I appreciate right. you backing us and being so gun ho, like America, America. Thank you for your service. But at some point, you should just know your lane. Is <laughs> is all I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah. just know yeah. your lane, my guy and lady, yeah. my girl, whatever. But um. <laughs> Yeah, we'll let but, you. I, we'll, oh, go ahead. You had something for Tim because I was going to let him go and see if anybody. No, I, I was going. I was going to say, I, 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 President Biden said something um, during that speech that pretty much a lot of people have problems with. That I really appreciated, and he asked a very simple mm. question. He was like, he was like, how many more of America's sons and daughters should we send over there? to fight and possibly die for for a war in a country that their people aren't willing to fight for. I appreciated the fuck out of that statement. Like, that, that was a bold-ass statement. That was a, a bold-ass statement. Because him saying, I'm not going to put, I'm not going to put my troops 
in a dangerous situation that the people in their own country ain't willing to fight for. I appreciated the fuck out of it. That was the that was the key part of that whole fucking speech for me. Cause I was like, I was like, maybe he has Alzheimer's, but he gets this part of the shit. I I appreciate the fuck out of you for saying that. So if I took anything away from that, it was that he didn't want, he didn't feel comfortable sending people over there to fight for that shit. You know what I mean? So that was that was my whole take on it. All right, man. Hey, Tim, I appreciate you jumping on, bro. Um, hope everything's good on your end. Again, thank you for your service, my guy. And uh, I'm trying to catch up on One Piece, bro. I'm trying to get like you and uh, you, Emperor, and Deontay over there. I want to jump in on them convos, my guy. It, it's gonna take a yeah, minute. Yeah, me, yo. I just it's started watching. I just started watching. <laughs> Hey man, salute to both of you guys. Thank you both for your service. Uh, this conversation you, was honestly great. I really appreciate you guys for letting me on here, just talking. You know, my yes, sir. You know, uh, me as a nobody. You know, opinion. It's <laughs> all good, fam. Appreciate you, bro. Be easy, man. Yes, sir. All right. Peace. Hey, big up, man. I appreciate old boy uh, jumping in here. Uh, if anybody else wants to jump in and, and share their thoughts on it, man, let us know. We'll put the link back down in there. And then, um, you know, we'll, we'll let you come in and, and share your thoughts. But um, I, there was a comment in here. I want to get your thoughts on it, uh, Black, uh, by Danielle Swanson. <laughs> Shout out to you, Danielle. Uh, she says, that's why I think politicians that have influence over the military should be required to serve time in it. Um, how do you feel about that? Like the possibility of having a prerequisite for elected officials to having half serve in the military. What do you think about that? I think if they're going to run a department like the Department of Defense, I think you should have a military background. I think I think you definitely should have a military background because you're making decisions. You're making decisions for these people to go fight and if you really if you really don't know what that shit is about then you're 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 making a decision you're 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 making the decision for thousands of lives and hundreds of thousands of lives and possibly tens of thousands of those lives won't be around if you make that decision you know what i mean like it's a delicate balance so i definitely think like if you're going to be running one of those departments um you definitely should have a military background that way if if the president doesn't have a military background and and he's ultimately the one that's making those calls like your ear is the most important when it comes to that call you know what i'm saying like you have that much influence and i think and more so more so not a not just a military background like a tactical military background if that makes any sense because i would i would i would we're going to put ourselves in a war in a war situation and you don't know anything about tactics it's not going to serve us if we have to follow those orders we're just doing shit, you know what i'm saying um which 
we possibly found ourselves in a couple of those situations because those people didn't have have those types of background but i would i would be definitely appreciative if they did because ultimately they have our best interests at heart right uh case in point uh mad dog him and trump butted heads a lot because he had a military background and he knew like i'm not just going to put my troops in that situation and ultimately fire because he wouldn't do that shit um but i i appreciate it i appreciated him button heads like that because he has influence over hundreds of thousands of lives so i would expect that for somebody that's going to run one of these departments what about you to not get too political i understand why and it, and it comes with, I guess, low-key kind of checks and balances. You don't want all these military-affiliated people running the country because that kind of makes it right. look like the military is running the country, right? Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and we don't want that. But I, and, and this is just wishful thinking, and I think in the grand scheme of things, this was the, the idea of what you know the people who created the processes wanted is that politics would not become what it is today where a lot of things are based and decisions are made based off of just being reelected and looking at a poll right. approval ratings a lot of this stuff that is 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 forcing the military into these weird positions uh, questionable positions um, looking at it from from civilians who look at what the military is doing like why are we over there why are we doing this this goes way back to like you remember Vietnam like it was so bad to the point where like people were coming back and non-military people were not welcoming them back like calling them baby right. killers things like that like right. the people in the military had no choice they had to follow these orders or punishment was right. coming so they go and do their four years they get they are getting drafted they're not even swearing in they're just like bam 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 your number came up suit up let's go they come let's back go. scarred and everything they're just like why are we over there why is this why is that blah 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 these politicians now are in the mindset of career politicians they want to do everything to keep their their party their constituents happy and if their constituents are mm -hmm. real we need to go get this guy they'll do a poll 80 percent of your people think we should go to war you should support or so try let's to go push to war. this and he's just like well if that's what they want that's what i'm gonna give them and look i mean it, it sucks because in essence they're there to serve the people so if your people are saying hey we voted you in this is what we want. Nine times out of nine, they're going to go ahead and do that. It's it's going to take yep. a brave person to be like, maybe this ain't the best idea. You know, and the fact that it is very, I don't, I don't know. I know for me, I'm never a big component of let's go to war because it's kind of selfish. 
I don't want a, the, mm -hmm. the, a higher possibility of leaving my family to put myself in a position where I may not come back to my family. I know that's what I signed up for. So if I got to, if they say, hey, Mac, pack your bags, let's go, I got to go. You know what I'm saying? If they, okay, right. they want me right. to do some shit, I'm going to do the shit that I'm ordered to do. But I'm not raising my hand to go. I want to say most of the time, it's probably not the military people who are saying, I'm ready. I mean, there's some gun hold cats out there. Don't get me wrong. They just like, bro, oh, hell yeah. put me in the fucking game. Send me. Put me in the game. Send me. It's like, hey, have at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll go if they tell me to. I'm not going to volunteer to go. You know, that that's where I'm at. Right. Um, so I feel like the civilian population of America is a big driving force of pressuring politicians to get us involved in some stuff that we probably should not be involved in. And then there's probably some other True. underhanded, you know, the, the, the rumors of, hey, we only in Iraq for that oil, you know, and the reason we, in, the, our reason to get over there is we going to say, oh, there's weapons of mass destruction over there. We go over there for decades, my guy. How many weapons of mass destruction did we find? That's all I'm gonna say. Not a goddamn one. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> not not a goddamn one. You know what I'm saying? We got Saddam. He was a dictator. Good. But I mean, is that country better for it? No. We got Bin Laden. I mean, is that country better for it? Like, there's never been no. a, a war we have fought, freed a country, and bounced from. And that country was just like, we're all good. Like, you'll look at World War II and stuff, Korea. Like, we're still over in Europe. We're still over in in, in Korea. You know, it's it's never a get in, change the, change the idea a lot, you know, and bounce. Change your beliefs. Hey, democracy is cool. Try it. We out. Like, it's always a huge investment on our part. Trillions of dollars invested. With little results. Trillions of dollars invested in these things these campaigns lives equipment just all this stuff just and 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 this is the result and it's so sad like tim said right imagine how bad it is where you live where you are hanging on to a plane thousands of feet in the air because in your Praying. mind this risk that i am taking holding on to this plane is better, it's worth it. It's, it's, it's better, better than being than on the ground. On the ground in this country. Yep. That hurt it's my better heart. better than being on the ground. So bad. Yeah. I'm like, what did we do here? And I mean, it, it's a discussion that's happening in, in squadrons and units out here because everybody feels some type of way. And everybody has the right yeah. to feel some type of way. The biggest mm -hmm. thing is to do what we're doing here and just talking about it, getting it out and and being able to understand why people feel the way they feel without judging, throwing aspirations and stuff like that's, right. you know, why are you thinking that? Like it's 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 messed up this, that and the third. You know what I'm saying? Mac Black had a, a podcast called Dialogue and and. I feel like that 
that alone, if people would just take the time to have dialogue, have conversations, <laughs> and sit down and listen, not just talk, but listen and try to understand and see things from other people's point of views. So many problems that we are having in the world, if, if, if not this country, can be, you know, resolved. And I, I feel this is something that can move up to politics. People who make those decisions, like sit down and think of other ways outside, like diplomatic reasons, diplomatic ways. Uh, dip yep. Instead of rally the troops, let's go in. Sometimes that may be necessary. I'm not saying never send people, never deploy, never do anything. But sometimes it's just like, all right, I'm going to send my dudes in. This is our end goal. And then we're going to be out. Right. And, and then let that be right. that, you know, but. Um, CJ says the way I'm describing it sounds like we're a country that was built on colonization, looking to colonize other countries. I wouldn't say colonize. A, I, w I wouldn't say colonize because yes. I don't think we're trying to. Stay, I think we're just trying to. I'm gonna be careful how I say this. Hmm. I, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you. A, I'm gonna give you a military term, right? Go ahead. A military term. I heard it every time I deployed. Hearts and minds. That's what you're, you're trying to reach. Hearts and minds. You're not trying to take over the shit. You're just trying to get into the hearts and minds of the people in that country so that they don't have to live like they've been living. Is that colonization? I'll let you be the judge of that. It's you remember, I mean, everybody should know, like the the empires of like the early ADs, Roman Empire, Greek Empire. Mm -hmm. Uh, the uh, the 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 Spanish Crusades. These were people trying to spread their ideas and beliefs to other countries. Yep. Even even when they came over to to North America and the Native Americans were here. Hey, um, we're Christians. Are you guys Christians? Nah, y'all should be Christians. Nah, we cool. Why? We about to kill y'all yeah, if y'all don't be Christians. Well, damn. All right. I guess we Christians then. You know, because they thought what they were doing was a noble thing. We're saving was, souls with right. our beliefs. And I feel America may be kind of treading on that with this whole American ideologies. We're trying to, hey, democracy is straight, man. Look how good we're doing. And low key, like if yep. they had televisions that was looking at us the last year and a half, they'd probably be like, nah, we cool. We don't want none of that shit. <laughs> nah, we good, bro. Y'all, y'all, y'all wild over there, bro. Y'all wild over there. But I, I think there needs to be a time. There will be times where we need to intervene with stuff. And then there are times where we just need to let that country be that country. Right. You at know? this point, at this point, 
you gotta let you gotta let Afghanistan play out, bro. Like you have to. Yep. And it sucks. It sucks because so much time, so much time, so many lives lost, so many dollars wasted, so much everything, planning, prepping, like the prepping part alone for 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 these deployments. For, for anybody that, that's not in the military, the prepping is pretty much the worst fucking part of a deployment because you spend days, you spend days training, you spend days building shit, tearing it down, rebuilding it, putting it together, training for convoys. Like you spend so much time prepping, like all day, every day that's all you do until you leave you know what i mean and like so much time just to get to the deployment and then you get to the deployment you make a difference is it a big difference in some aspects yes it is a very big difference you're making in the world and then years later you see all that just it's gone you know what i mean it's gone. There's nothing you can you can say to say that your time with there was worth it if you were there. Like there's nothing you can say like it, it makes you angry. You know what I mean? Like because all that time time spent is now just gone. And it probably wouldn't be it probably wouldn't be as big of a deal if we'd have got out of there the right way. You know what I mean? Like if there was a if there was a smooth transition to where they could take care of themselves properly, it probably wouldn't be that big of a deal. We're out, the mission is done, we're we're good, we're we're Gucci there. You know what I mean? But we're not. So that it that that whole the whole ending, and I'll take a wrestling quote from Vince McMahon. All people will ever remember is the finish that's all they're going to remember is the finish everything leading up to that is just it's story right but the finish is what people are going to remember and the way we got out of there was not good it was it was definitely not good and what's going on now is even worse so it, it sucks man it really does i think that comes to a uh, another Quote that we've probably heard in the military numerous times a thousand attaboys can be erased hmm. by one aw shit yep and the world is watching the news and they are watching one of the monumental aw shits <laughs> quote unquote <laughs> yes uh, that 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 is out there and before we move to the next topic uh if any like, like i said if anybody wants to join and, and share something with us uh feel free to, to click the link but i remember in iraq i was on tcn duty and i was uh, escorting a a a local national who was charged with going to get the laundry and and you know all that stuff so he spoke 
some English, enough to have like decent conversations, nothing too deep. But, um, you know, he, he started asking questions about my family and I'm all super skeptical. Like, I, I don't know what he was going to like. This man in no way can reach and touch my family, right? Here in Afghan or Iraq right. where he was at. But the training we got, you know, it's just like be on your be on your toes because they're going they may try some shit. Asked about my family, and at the time it was just me, Apple, and 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 my oldest, who was a baby at the time, and I told him about it. He wanted to see a picture. I had a picture in my little uh, lanyard or whatnot. I showed him. He said I had a very beautiful family, and he told me he had a family too. And we got to talking, and I mean it. It wasn't a, a friendship, but it was it was cordial conversation. Like I could tell. He was a good dude. I don't know. I just, I felt like he was a good dude. When it came time to drop them back off to, 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 to get off, uh, finish uh, the escort, we were driving back. He was like, when Iraq becomes a good country again, you should bring your family out here to see the, the sites, the palaces, things like that. And this is in 2003. And I'm thinking... Maybe, maybe we can do that. I was like, you know what? When that happens, I'll, I'll be sure to come back and bring the family, and, and we will see all of Iraq has to offer. You know, right? And like, I don't even know if if he is if if that individual is okay, if he's still alive, if he's still getting by, if his family's okay. You know, so. Right. For people who have had that experience in Afghanistan, you know, built up bonds, because now you go over there at TCN duty for like six months, working with the the, the, the TCNs, the, the local nationals and the DFAC and stuff. So you're going to build bonds. I've seen individuals sharing pictures with those that they've taken with those individuals. And they, they are in tears because they have they had bonds established over months of working conversation mm -hmm. and things with those individuals and they're over here in the states not knowing if those friends that they made over there are okay okay are looked at yeah. as traitors because they worked closely with the u.s military right so they're over here feeling some type of way and i understand why they feel that way and that is that is the hardest part of all of this is knowing that innocent people who had nothing to do who want nothing to do with the evil that is Al-Qaeda, Taliban, whatever you're calling it, the, the, the terrorist groups now, right. are now at the mercy of them. Kind of low-key because of us. It's yep. crazy, man. Crazy. Yep, but, um, definitely. You ready to move on to the next topic, kind of bring the energy back up a bit? Uh, again, yeah not trying to poo poo not trying to downplay this uh it was a good hour discussion that we had man it's pretty probably one of the best ones we had uh on the show yep but um we are going to move on to a lighter topic uh disney plus picked up a new show last week marvel's what if uh two episodes in last week it was a uh, captain yep. carter uh, this week it was uh, T'Challa as Star Lord. 
Um, you've seen both episodes. Oh. Tell me what you're thinking about them, man. Yes, I have. Tell me what you're thinking about it so far. Uh, so the first episode, uh, I was really interested in. And even though, like, they 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 catered more to the storyline of what Captain America was told from a different light, it was really interesting. Um, granted, I would have liked Peggy Carter to have a little more cheeks animated, you know what I mean? But I'm not I'm not tripping off that. Uh, but it was for all intents and purposes, the first episode I thought was really cool. But the second one, oh my god. They blew the doors off with the second one. The T'Challa Star Lord. Oh my goodness, bro. I didn't think first and foremost, when they when they announced it, when they announced it, I got emotional. Because it is it is the final performance as Chad Chadwick Bozeman as uh as T'Challa. Great Britain's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> but I, uh, I got emotional because it was Chadwick Boseman's final performance as uh, T'Challa, uh, not the not the Black Panther, but T'Challa. Um, and I thought I thought he did an excellent job in this in the show. Um, because like you could feel you could feel the presence that he brought to it i don't know if that sounds corny or whatever but you could feel the presence that he brought just like he brought it in the movie you could feel his presence as t'challa in this show and even though he was playing a star lord um him and yondu was actually a really good pairing in this show i enjoyed him and Yandu's uh, back and forth, and how he treated him like he would have treated uh, Peter Quill. Um, I, I appreciated it, and I won't spoil it, but because I know not a lot of people have probably watched it yet, but there is an appearance in this show that I was just like, "Holy fuck! What if this actually happened?" Like, what if T'Challa was actually able to save the universe on that scale? And it made him like the ultimate, the ultimate superhero, really, because of what he was able to do with the person that was in that show and how it carried on and how they were able to be a team and then uh, fight against one of the enemies in the show and i think it was really i think it was really well done episode two episode two if there are more episodes like episode two then this is going to be a really really good show episode one was good episode two i was like how the fuck did they pull this off because this this was great for all intents and purposes episode two was great so now i'm looking forward to episode three but I think they got to raise the bar, and that's going to be very hard to do because of what what they did in episode two. Am I the only one who thought episode one was great? Like, from, no, I from thought the, episode from one the, was from the standpoint of of women superheroes. 
Peggy Carter was doing work. Like she Oh yeah. Was Oh yeah. Pushing the wigs back of Nazis so hard. And the the uh the kind of um at the time how they looked down on women as just, yo, you're just CSS, you're just admin, you're just this, that. Right, she jumped right, in there, right. she was like, Bro, I'm that I'm I'm the person that you need to win this war. Right now. You right, know, and right she now. started she started doing work and then old boy changed the script. And I liked how because Captain America's my dude. Steve Rogers is my boy. He didn't have the serum, but he still had that fight in him. And uh, Stark hooked him up with the uh, the suit powered by the Tesseract. First Iron Man. Yes. That made him the, the official first Iron Man. Yes. Bro, all of that. I was all about it, my guy. And I wanted Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers was going to get them cheeks, man. But but Stark came oh, yeah. and Stark came up there and was just like, blah blah blah. Oh y'all can't do that. But like, why you hating, my guy? Like I'm about to get these super cheeks. You know what I'm saying? For real. I'm about to get these super cheeks. I'm trying to see what that's like. I'm trying to see. She's about if- to get this super serum again. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and everybody in here like they could have had a field day with her story, Bruh, It's like a 22 minute episode guy they're not doing a full movie that's that's why i was upset everybody's like oh man it was too straightforward like first of all her episode to me was better than the first avenger movie because that isn't my favorite captain america Mm. movie it was kind of dry all that stuff i thought this one was better uh this was also better than Captain Marvel and Black Widow, their Marvel standalone female superhero movies. Uh, Captain Carter exactly. is what they need. I would not be upset if they did a live action movie. I know they won't because it's a what if. But I thought I thought episode one was great. Episode two was even yes, better. I agree. Episode two was even better. Um, I mean, by default because of Chadwick Boseman uh emotionally I was I knew I was gonna tear up a bit it wasn't like a sad boo but like to hear him as T'Challa um it, it was good and the the sad part was you can say I know I don't know if you did but his voice did not sound the same I don't know if it's because he was weaker from the cancer. I don't know when he recorded it. Yeah. But yeah. I was just like, it doesn't sound like him in the movie. I know it's him. And I could just imagine him just toughing it out to give us this performance. Right. And and I appreciated every bit of it. Um, Me too. I, I don't see how they could ever bring him back in animated or otherwise if it's not chadwick um i'm sure right. they will somebody else will pick up and and and, and run with it but um chadwick is t'challa for me um it is what yes. it is just like rdj is tony stark for me it, it's just he's it he's it um i will say i was 
I was shocked because Marvel figured out the only way that I would ever be cool with Star Lord. <laughs> Marvel figured it out. Marvel Marvel must be watching the smoke pit. Marvel must be watching the they smoke have pit be. and be like, why does this man hate Star Lord <laughs> so much? Why? Oh, there's you have a disdain in for the him. Group, Guess what we're going to do? Trying to win him over with these arguments. <laughs> like, oh, his mom was killed by a god and all this other blah, blah, blah. Like, that's why he did what he did. And this man is so steadfast on his Star Lord is trash. We got to do something. So, here's they gave what we're going to do. Two. We're going to put him in a scenario to where he cannot hate Star Lord. That's what they said. All the writers came in a room and it was like, you see this man here? We have to make him happy. Run this episode. He'll love it. <laughs> you guys are welcome. I'm the reason that episode was what it was. <laughs> I'm the reason. <laughs> Shout out Tony Baker. Shout out Tony Baker. I'm the one. I'm the one that got that. <laughs> I'm the one that got to tell us, Star Lord. <laughs> Y'all out here enjoying Marvel's What If, huh? I'm the reason, Caesar. I'm the reason T'Challa out here being Star Lord. I'm the reason that shit happened. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't want to throw spoilers out there. I don't want to uh, ruin it because it just came out yesterday. Feel free to watch it. Um, but the ending of that episode what if i told you the ending of that episode low-key had me sympathize for peter quill as the dairy queen worker not knowing what he was about to get into because like i said yandu picked up yandu picked up t'challa so peter really had nobody to protect him and keep him safe from ego so i'm gonna just say that mm-hmm. and then the watcher at the end was just like eh, that'll be a story for another day i'm just like oh my god because i would have loved to have seen that one unfold yeah i would have loved to yeah. see that one unfold but episode two not bad man I'm, I'm waiting on the one where i don't know what episode it'll be but when um Tony Stark is all about to get blown up by his bomb like the opening of uh, Iron Man and uh, Killmonger shows yeah. up and saves him. Killmonger. I'm ready for that one too, bro. I'm ready for that too. Yep. Yep. But, uh, bro. Now, what, what, they, what they are saying is that this show is canon. And if you look on Disney Plus, if you look on Disney Plus, they have a... Uh, they have, you know, you know how they have like the new movies, the scrollers, you scroll across. So in that, in that order, this, this show is like right after Loki, I believe. It's right after Loki in, in canon. Right. So it's interesting to see. No, it's after, uh, yeah, it's after Loki. So it's Loki. What if then? one division which is an interesting order that they put that in 
Marvel don't be releasing so, things in order anyway. Look at their last phase. It was all over the place. No, so, so they, they ordered all the movies on Disney+. Plus. They put them all in chronological order. Well, they as, did, but I'm saying they when they happen. release in theaters, it was all over the place. Right, 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 so, right. So, like, yeah, it was. unless you bought them on Blu-ray as they were coming out, you had to wait till Disney Plus to be like, let me watch all these in the right, right order. And then it in makes order, like, yeah. it's like a whole new movie series. You know what I'm saying? It, you're just like, oh, right. shit. Well, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's interesting that they have it in that order. Like, it's right before WandaVision. So, Loki happens before WandaVision in, in, in order. That's, that's it's kind of interesting that they put it where they put it. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering how much of the new movies is it actually going to affect? Because we know Loki and WandaVision are both going to affect the the storylines going forward. Right. So how much of this is this show going to actually affect? Right. Um, I don't know, but like I said, I'm I'm here for the ride. I know we talked about this on a uh, Saturday Night Nerds a couple episodes back. Shout out to uh, SNN crew, Deontay, Tim Gordon, Emperor King, Shout Jackie out. Leach, uh, Mike, uh, Chase, the whole crew, man. Shout out to y'all. Appreciate y'all support, man. And thanks for uh, having us on the show. But um, yeah, I like anything Marvel does, man. I'm there for it, man. And then I think a couple weeks from now, we get a Shang-Chi Legend of the Ten Rings. Yep. Dope. Uh, Pitmaster Nick Smith. Uh, he was able to get an early screening of it. He didn't spoil anything. He just told me, like, you like martial arts, you like kung fu, you like Marvel, you like hand to hand. This the movie. And I'm just like, I'm. Oh, I'm going to be in heaven. I'm in, I'm in there, my boy. I'm in there, my boy. I'm going to be in know. heaven. Just let me know. Um. So let's let's All move right. to another topic real quick before we, we do our our top contributor giveaway for july that we two weeks behind on um i wanted to talk about the malice in the palace documentary on netflix but something something new came up crossed my eye did you know only fans have been delivered they said they don't i saw want, the news today they don't want the sexy sex stuff on their site no more come August or not August, October 1st. October. They said October, new fiscal year, fiscal year 2022. Get that smut. Ain't no more back shots. Get that smut out of here. We ain't here for this. Ain't no more back shots. Nope. Ain't no more, ain't no more uh, you and your boyfriend nope. charging people $59.99 to see y'all do three positions. Nope. It's over. It's over for you. Go Beat back it. to your corner. Yep. Go utilize. Go utilize one of those uh, those internet services that also <laughs> ban users like you. <laughs> y'all just had shit on deck that y'all ain't gonna be able to put out no more. Nope. God damn. You better get out there, bro. If you if y'all just don't go on Pornhub with y'all stuff, man. Get on Pornhub. Pornhub don't even take them no more. You got to be verified now. Oh, damn. That was last year. That's why <laughs> they went to OnlyFans. Because they couldn't do that shit on Pornhub no more. 
Oh man. But uh, the reason why they are they're getting away from this is because they're having a hard time trying to get legit investors to invest in their their products because they're like, bro, it's smut. I'm not investing in this. So they're just like, okay, okay. You could still post nude material on there within their guidelines, but actual videos of sexual activity, no mas. Uh, this, when did they start this? Jan in January, they had released a nudity free app or website, whatever streaming thing called OFTV, which is OnlyFans television, where it's like no nude stuff and all that. They want to try to make right. it like Patreon. You know how Patreon is just like, bro, support creators, all right. that stuff. No nudity. You just come here for creative stuff. OnlyFans was only there because Patreon would not let people do sex stuff. That's where OnlyFans money and bread and butter was at. Now that OnlyFans is trying to turn into Patreon, don't you think people would just come to Patreon? Yep. Like, because now OnlyFans has that stigma. Because I know creators who are just like, hey, subscribe to my OnlyFans, see behind the scenes of me creating the content or creating these figures or creating this video. You know what I'm saying? For legit stuff. But the fact that you, like, I click on your link tree and I see a OnlyFans, I'm just like, ain't going there what you doing what you doing bro <laughs> i ain't, I ain't I going ain't, there i ain't clicking it my guy i ain't clicking it <laughs> i can't do it i can't do it <laughs> deontay in the comments saying uh only fans is just Pornhub for rich simps facts when it was sexy stuff facts. going on there i'm like why are y'all paying to see a non-professional sex person have sex. Bro, I I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why they're doing it. I don't know why they're doing it. Uh if I was I mean she ain't no pinky or nothing, but if I was a less decent person, I would just share some links with you now or some free streaming sites you can go look at. That probably have better quality material than what you're looking at on Pornhub or not Pornhub, but uh, <laughs> OnlyFans. OnlyFans. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a good Christian man, so I ain't gonna do that. You know, I don't know yeah. any of those sites that they be talking about, but um, I know they out there. I'm gonna just say that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna just say that. But um, how how do you how do you what? It, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to understand the business mindset because if I'm already making this kind of money and I can't get more investors but the investors I have like if I invested in OnlyFans from the jump and they're just like bro we're making all this money based off sex related stuff would you keep it yeah that's what I'm saying would you go to them black and be like look at this smut give me my money back do they keep on running? No, because you're no. return like a motherfucker on this shit, man. Come on, bro. Hell no. What is we doing out here? 
I don't like you better get Penny from the ninth grade ass back on here. I'm telling you that now. <laughs> I need I need all this money. Penny Penny from the ninth Penny from the ninth grade is uh generating moolah, bro. Hold up. That ninth grade science teacher is Oh okay. Huh? You I, I was like No, I said that the the teacher, right? The ninth grade no, teacher. No, I meant the ninth grade. The teacher, yeah. Bro, you was Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's about to get our whole show No, not the ninth grade student, bro. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Was y'all in the, the comments fuck? sweating too? Was y'all in the comments sweating? I was in this motherfucker. Oh like, shit. It's all over. <laughs> oh shit. What is you what are you doing? <laughs> Smoke bit is experiencing technical No, I meant the teacher. With the elevator music played. <laughs> Boy. Huh. Oh, no, I meant the teacher. I meant the teacher. Shit. <laughs> Yeesh. Yikes. <laughs> Yowch. Yowza. It's Friday night, come and take a load off. Welcome <laughs> to the smoke pit. <laughs> the program you are looking for is no longer in service or has been disconnected. <laughs> Bro, sweat like the Jordan Peele gift. Bro, legit. <laughs> well, it's been a nice run, guys. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, yeah, it's getting oh, late shit. on this end, so let us roll over and give some merch away for uh, July's top contributor. Now, if you're listening to the audio or you're watching this for the first time and like, how, how do I get in on this? All you got to do is join the Smoke Pit Podcast fan group over on Facebook. Uh, not hard to find us. Um, go ahead, click couple questions we just asked just to get a better feel of, of, of who we're letting in the group because uh, when it was public some people were coming in there causing a kerfuffle and we don't want kerfuffles in our group man so we're just trying to make sure you're like a legit person kerfuffle somebody yeah, like kerfuffle. one of the chiefs said it in our chief panels in, 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 our, in our class today <laughs> but um everybody was laughing um but um yeah all you got to do is join we'll let you in all you got to do is be an active member, man. Share some memes, share some some posts, jump in, throw some jokes in there, contribute. You know what I'm saying? It, it's We're not asking for you to carry the group. But I mean, if you want, you can. And that's how you get into the top 10 contributors Contrib for the month. So uh, let me go ahead and share this screen. Cool. Do we have this month? It's been it's been a lot of posts this month too, bro. We have had there have been common names staying at the top of the contributors. I think people know. Like, let me get in here and sh and, and 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 possibly win some some swag. So of course we got Rob Gibbons, Hugh Hill, Eric Johnson, Tim Deckard, Mikey P, Nick Smith, Deontay Lifter. Napoleon Gifford, Aaron Kristoff, and Kia Morris. Those are our top 10 for the month of July. Uh, 
this is ooh, enable a three-step randomness process certification. Now we don't need to do all that. I want to do all that. Yeah. So I'm gonna just click pick a random name. Hopefully you guys can all see the names on here. I read them out loud. They up there. Let's go ahead and click pick a random name. Was that Jeopardy? And Mikey P. Mikey P. Mikey P is the winner. Shout out to Mikey P. Um, we'll send him a, a, we'll tag him in something. Let him know, hey, bro, you want something? Peep the site, pick something. We'll send something your way. Uh, so again, shout out to everybody. Appreciate all the top contributors. Thanks for staying active in the group, keeping the group moving. Hell yeah. Uh, me and Busy, man, we can't get in there all the time, but you guys do a good job of keeping it moving, keeping it pushing, and keeping the group exciting and fun. And we appreciate you guys for that. Um, so yeah. with that being said, let us roll into these final shots and thoughts. What you got for him, Black? Um, I wanna I wanna send first and foremost uh, a very special shout out to the group. Um, I haven't been here for a while, so this was this was my first smoke pit back. Um, thank y'all for holding down the group. Thank you, Mac, for holding it down. Uh, thank D Nice. For, for, for coming through and providing such a great show um that was fun. that was a fucking awesome show <laughs> that, was that was that was an awesome show um you are more than welcome to come back uh so i'll probably be probably be reaching out here soon um but shout out to everybody that that has been contributing to the conversations in the group uh i did has to take the time off uh go to new york uh, we had some family situations up there. So shout out to my sister-in-law, Raven, um, her and her husband, Kyle, uh, because uh, they graciously accepted us. Shout out to my father-in-law. Also, um, it, it was it been a tough month, really, but uh, we're, we're over the hump. Um, and I want to say to everybody, man, like, keep those you love close, please because you never know when something's gonna happen. Uh, life is really fragile. We're not promised tomorrow. Uh, that, that whole trip had me thinking about it. So um, I came back with a renewed sense of like what I wanted to do, um, podcast-wise, music-wise, everything. So um, keep, those, keep those people close. If you have someone close in your life like that, man, tell them you love them every day, please. Um, Cause again, you never know when when this when this train goes out. You know what I mean. So, thank you to everybody. Uh, I appreciate you all more than you more than you know. Uh, uh, listen to the people that send me well wishes and um, talk to, talk highly about my family. Man, I really do fucking appreciate that more than y'all know. Um, a lot of that shit got me through. Like some some there was some tough times there. So um, I'm. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back in the saddle, man. Um, and this it's only up from here. So I, I really do appreciate y'all. Thank you. Um, no worries, bro. You know, we got you, man. Um, you need anything, you know, we here. Um, awesome support group. Like I said, we were able to get a show out, let you focus on family. We, you know, people willing to step up and, 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 and 
chop it up with your boy and stuff to, to keep keep the smoke pit going. So uh, make sure you yep. reach out to D Nice, man. I told you we we she need to be on the network, bro. She need a show. She needs something. She oh hell yeah, entertaining AF. Um, I just want to end Definitely. with uh, again um, to those who have lost somebody uh, serving in Afghanistan or in support of Afghanistan. Um, for those who who are hurt, for those who are confused and everything, um, we're here for you. Um, if if you don't want to post anything in the group, if you just want to direct message myself or or Black, chop it up. Um, we're here. You know, we we don't want anybody to feel lost to a point where um, something bad may happen to yourself or others. So, right. Uh, please reach right. out to me if you need somebody to talk to. I swear I'll listen. Uh, this isn't just uh, this isn't just lip service. I'm I'm 100 serious. Right. I, same I, same with me. I will take the time to listen. Um, I know there's members in this group who will also take time to listen and stuff. So um, just know that you you have a resource here at the Smoke Pit. Like we're it's 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 not for game. I, I consider us a family, a real close knit community. Um, so if you need somebody yep. to talk to, reach out to reach out to either myself or Black, or if you got a, a friend or somebody, just reach out to somebody. All right. Um, so with that being said, um, and we got nothing else. I am the homie Mac, aka your boy, and I am bred like a king, made as Kelvin. Kaylee, thank you guys so much for coming back to Smoke Pit episode 52 on this beautiful Thursday night. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. And let's talk about these brackets. And while we at it, tell me whose man's is this? Because I got questions. I'm hoping you can answer it. Get ready, because you know we're going to talk a lot of shit. It's Mac and Mac. Welcome to the Smoke Pit.